This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. U.S.-China relations are already tense, but a growing energy trend is rattling lawmakers on both sides of the aisle and potentially fueling a new clash between the two global powers. Chinese energy companies are the fastest-growing customers of American natural gas exports, purchasing nearly half the gas that U.S. companies agreed to ship in the last year. But at the same time, some of those firms are working against U.S. interests, dealing in oil from sanctioned countries, drilling in areas notorious for human rights abuses, or helping the Chinese military capture contested territory from its neighbors. So what are U.S. lawmakers proposing to do, and what does this mean for U.S.-China relations? We're seeing scrutiny in energy. There's going to be scrutiny in agriculture. There's going to be more and more scrutiny and more and more pressure to lessen reliance on China across the entire economy over the next few years. And I think it's going to be a difficult thing to see where does that actually stop. Today, Politico's Gavin Bate and I talk about why China buying up America's natural gas is worrying lawmakers. It's Monday, October 31st. So, Gavin, China is buying up lots of America's natural gas. So why is that actually worrying lawmakers on both sides of the aisle? Basically because of the companies that are buying it. If you ask a lot of national security people in the United States, they say a lot of the Chinese customers of American natural gas are bad actors on the global stage. And when I say bad actors, I mean they support the Chinese Communist Party's foreign policy objectives. And all of them have one thing or another that the national security state would say is a bad thing that they're doing. So there's rising contention over this. And I think lawmakers and national security people are starting to put these companies under a little bit more scrutiny as tensions rise between the two nations. Interesting. And so then how has our relationship with China when it comes to oil and gas exports changed since the Obama administration? Because this new attitude does seem like quite a shift from then, right? Yeah, the past two administrations were very happy to hawk American oil and gas abroad, right? This has only really been a thing since 2015 when Obama struck a deal to lift the oil export ban. Now, gas was still allowed to be traded at that point, but we weren't exporting a lot in terms of LNG just because the fracking revolution was still getting going at that point. So since then, since the end of the Obama administration, natural gas sales from the U.S. to the rest of the world have really boomed. And we wanted to do this. This was the thing that we thought, oh, well, maybe we don't want to trade advanced technology with the Chinese, but at least they can buy our gas, right? So this is a big point of the Trump administration. You remember their energy chief, Rick Perry, going all around the world saying, this is freedom gas. We're spreading freedom with our gas. And that's what they wanted to do with the Chinese. The phase one deal with China really encouraged the Chinese to buy gas from the U.S. with the assumption that, one, we have the gas to give, right? We're flaring, inventing a lot of it that we can't export, and the Chinese want it. And then we can also make them a little bit more dependent on us geopolitically. So this was seen as a win-win-win. But now you see higher tensions over the Taiwan Strait. You see higher tensions in the South China Sea. We're cracking down on forced labor in places like Xinjiang. There are companies that buy gas that drill there. 
all of these things, we're starting to open our eyes to the fact that these companies are in some cases really bad actors. And it's just raising questions over whether we should be dealing with them. Right. And so this current direction of where things are, I mean, how are lawmakers responding and what are they calling for to address the concerns that they have? At this point, this is a small group of lawmakers. It's kind of early in this issue, right? People are just starting to wake up to what these companies are doing. But you have some national security concerned lawmakers who are saying, we just need more scrutiny on this, right? So you have the head Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, Michael McCall. He has said the Commerce Department should be looking at these companies for the blacklist. This is the blacklist that the Chinese offshore oil corporation is already on, but they want them added to this blacklist without the loopholes that were provided before, right? So you saw him say that. You saw the leadership of the Senate Intelligence Committee in that article say, yeah, we want commerce to be looking at these companies and potentially blacklisting them. So at this point, it's just pushing the administration, see if you want to blacklist these people, study this issue a little bit more. But I think as we go forward, that oversight is going to ratchet up because if McCall gets the gavel of House Foreign Affairs next year, he's already said he's going to do a 90-day review of the Commerce Department office that oversees the blacklist. So I think we're going to see a lot more scrutiny on that department. It's called the Bureau of Industry and Security. It's blacklist called the Entity List or the Chinese Military Company List, which is a separate but related list. And I think you're going to see just a lot more scrutiny on these companies going forward because there's really no limit to how hawkish Congress can get on China, right? There's always a little bit more you can do. And I think we see that scrutiny expanding with this natural gas action here. Also, the Interior Department announced on Friday it will reduce water deliveries to farmers, cities, and tribes along the drought-stricken Colorado River beginning late next summer. The department unveiled a notice of intent to prepare a supplemental environmental review of current operations and said it will move quickly to write new rules governing dams. For context, projections from the Bureau of Reclamation show that water levels at Lake Powell could drop below the hydropower turbines in November of next year. That could cut off power supply that's important to the stability of the western grid and threaten the ability of water managers to send water downstream to Arizona, California, and Nevada. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.